This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today I'm sharing an unpopular opinion. Yes, my friends, today is the day that is going to create some controversy. Maybe. At least it did on social media. And I want to share how this all came about and, again, some lessons that I've learned from it. So inside of Facebook, I'm a part of a few other men's tribes, communities. And one is Ryan Mitchler's Order of Man. And he's been at this game a really long time. He was an early guest on the podcast, a phenomenal human being. And he's got a tribe of, gosh, I have to look, but I'll say 50,000 plus men. Right? Men only. All ages, all geographical locations, all income and socioeconomic standards. Right, it's everybody. And I happen to be looking at a post that a man shares sometime over the weekend, that basically asks the question, men, question for you, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't know if this is exact, men, question for you, what do you think about using porn and masturbation to save your marriage? And I see that, and I'm, <laughs> I think this guy is messing around, right? He posts it literally like the minute I hop on Facebook, so I'm the first first comment. And if any of you have ever been involved in groups like this, the first comment's the one that everybody ends up reading to see if they should comment too. So boy, I I jumped way out on the deep end here. And so I share very openly that I have never meant, I've never come across, I've never encountered a man whose relationship was better based off porn and masturbation. And that I would encourage him to ask himself if he has been doing the things to put him and his wife in the best possible position for success. Things like pre-planning date nights, like making sure she feels loved, honored, and appreciated, like staying off of social media and being present inside the household, like just showing up. And more importantly, I ask, like, are you showing up as the best version of yourself? Are you doing things for yourself consistently? Right? Are you having some sort of quiet time or meditation? Are you journaling out the crazy stuff that goes on in your head? Are you reading something to, pro- to propel you forward? Are you sweating? Are you doing some of the base level things before you turn to, in my opinion, the sedation that is porn and masturbation? Boy, oh boy, was that a polarizing statement. It felt like for the next two hours, I was getting endless notifications of people basically attacking me for that viewpoint, which I found to be fascinating. Right? If you're a new listener to the show, you don't know this story, but if you've been around for quite some time, you can laugh along. My father worked for Adelphia Cable, and many of you, you yourself might have not have any idea what Adelphia Cable is. So there's a time in life in which Adelphia Cable was a publicly traded company and was the maybe third largest telephone and cable provider in the country. And why that becomes important, you may ask, is because when the internet first became available, we had one of the first accounts, right? Like the fiber optic cables were ran. Our neighborhood just quote unquote happened to be one of the first ones. 
and we had the old dial-up modem. Now, dial-up modem is this crazy thing that would actually use your phone lines to create an internet connection, and it made this horrible screeching sound for the better part of 45 seconds before you logged in. And if you haven't heard this before, go to Google, type in sounds of a dial-up modem, and I'm sure you will hear it. At that point, you also might as well type in sounds of AOL, because back then, you logged into AOL to kind of access the internet, and it was like, right, you've got mail. That was, that was a big thing, and it was so exciting, right, because you didn't get email back then. That spam didn't exist. Guys like me hadn't figured out marketing and how to get in your inbox or how to get the data. And I share all this because right at that point, I was 9 or 10 years old. And so, right, what's a 9 or 10-year-old young man do? I don't know if you're if you were a nine or ten year old man. I don't know what you did, but I know I certainly started googling things like boobs, naked women, Playboy. Right at that point, I didn't know that pornography existed. Right, it was this slow progression into it, and certainly it was the early days of the internet. So it wasn't nearly as prolific as as it is now. But needless to say, it didn't take very long for me using our dial-up modem and Acer computer in the basement of our house to start laughingly exploring the way that my body worked. It's called masturbating. And this continued on for years and years and years. I mean, literally in middle school and high school, I certainly wouldn't say it wouldn't have been anything to do a couple times a day. And then progress literally all the way to probably 32. I'm 30, just about 36 now. Maybe 31. So I started at 10. And went to, I'm going to make myself feel better and say somewhere between 31 and 32. I have put a lot of miles on myself. (laughs) You might be able to say. And then something eventually clicked. And it wasn't social pressure. It wasn't that somebody told me it was bad. It wasn't that I read it somewhere at that point. It was just a simple fact of, like, I have a beautiful, beautiful, at that point, fiancé. We're in an exclusive relationship. We are connected emotionally. We're, we're very tightly bonded. I probably don't need to do this anymore. Like what happens if every time I wanted to do that, I invested in my wife and saw what happens, right? I, I don't know about you, but I would much rather physically be with a woman, specifically my wife, than be with myself. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know, she was up for it. <laughs> there was no hard feelings there. Well, a little double entendre, I suppose. There were some hard feelings, but you know what I'm talking about. And so then I've seen a a consistent progression in my relationship with Lindsay based off of pouring into her more so than pouring out of myself. And so that's the place in which I was sharing from. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong in this situation. It's just my viewpoint. And I'm not condemning people that take care of themselves. I'm not saying that any of this stuff is bad or you shouldn't do it. I mean, Lord knows, go back a, a handful of episodes I had Kendra Lust on the show. Kurt and I went up to Detroit and interviewed her. And she's an adult film star. 
very curious about how the whole situation worked. What it was like to know someone that performed in that industry as a person and not an object. And her and her husband and her daughter were incredible. We had a great time. And so all these things are transpiring on this feed. People are literally just one after another, like, well, what if your partner wants to watch porn with you? I don't know. What if she does? Then go ahead and do it. But be aware that could create right, a little bit of insecurity, a little bit of competitive nature. Right, And then I would question, why do you need porn to be on to progress your relationship forward? Then the response back was, I'm not saying I need to progress my relationship forward. What if she likes it? Well, then she likes it. Like, good for both of you. I don't. I'm not judging. I don't have any idea. I don't, in my personal life, like I, I wouldn't want that. Right? I don't want to hear other people in the background doing whatever they're doing as I'm focused on my wife. That's not my story. I don't, that doesn't excite me. I've never cared one time. And then, right, it, it's more and more and more like masturbation is natural. How do you think that you figure out how to please a woman from looking at porn and from masturbating? Like, boy, that is a, that's a unique perspective, right? That's like reading a book on how to fly a plane, maybe playing a video game and like expecting to top behind a commercial airliner. I'm not really trusting that too much. I think you learn how to be with the opposite sex by actually taking the time to figure out by asking questions and finding someone you're comfortable enough to do so with. Right, I watched plenty of porn before I was first intimate with a woman. Right, it was all the way till I was 17. So, right, seven years. More, I, I probably logged 10,000 hours of looking at adult content by then. And I'll tell you, it prepared me 0% for how to be with a woman. Zero. None. Nada. Zip. Maybe it prepared you, but it, right, this is uncharted territory. I have no idea what's going on. Right, so I'm debunking that little mystery there. And then it becomes interesting, right? Because I, I'm feeling compelled in some moments to want to right, justify my position to these other individuals. I'm like, no, 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 hold on. That's it's like this weird sense of awareness that comes upon, upon me. Like, that's literally the, the presentation of my ego. Like, I don't need to be right. What I shared is right for me. And I'm curious to see what these other people are thinking. So instead of defending... I start asking. That's a great point. Why do you feel that way? And wouldn't you know when presented with that sort of question, most people didn't have an actual response. Which is a fascinating thing for you to consider as you share content about your life and people start maybe having an opposing viewpoint instead of feeling the need to defend yourself, right? your political affiliation, your view on race, religion, creed, whatever the things are that are polarizing, what if instead of defending it, you just stopped and said, that's an interesting point. Why do you feel that way? There's a chance you might gain some new perspective and knowledge in the way that other people think. And also a chance that the person on the other end of the keyboard or the phone 
is just doing it because they're so used to having the friction in their life that they feel required to push back on everything. And so I wanted to see what would happen if I posted the question on my wall. Inside my Facebook page, my I'll call it my personal Facebook page, just Ryan Idell. It's me riding a little pink bicycle if you're not following me. I said, found I have a rather unpopular opinion last night. Men looking at porn and masturbating is robbing you of the life you quote-unquote say you want. Prove me wrong. And this is probably the most consistent engagement I've had on a post. And I ask a lot of questions because I truly believe that asking questions is one of the ways to get to know your tribe, your audience. I also think it's a great way to increase engagement on social media, which does a whole bunch of waterfall effects for those of us, people like me, that that have a business that's part of a lead generation component based off social platforms. And so asking these questions does a lot of things. It shows me the way that people's brains think. It shows me how the people that follow me think. It shows me, right, what are the things that cause emotional responses? Like these are things that go into how to write copy, how to convey messages. It's one of the side note, that's one of the unique things. Almost nothing is surface level, at least not in my world. I try to think two, three, four steps deeper because there's more than just what meets the eye. But this, I believe, is true for almost everything. And so I share in the very first comment of my own post, right? I, I call it, you know, jacking my own feed. I share some stuff from the works of Napoleon Hill. And if you haven't read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, I would certainly encourage you to. I think it's really one of the foundational elements for how all the personal development industry is working. That and the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles. I think those two books are profound. But right, Napoleon Hill states, he's got a, a theory, and this is from the early 1900s. This is before pornography existed, right? Of course, there were brothels and prostitutes, but no strip clubs, things like that. He's got a, a, a principle, a thought, a theory that's called sexual sex transmutation. And that's essentially when you take your sexual energy and transform it into physical real-life success. From Napoleon Hill's research, he would say that it's the number one most powerful energy for accessing your infinite genius and creativity. So I share that. I say that my life changed when I put down the mouse and picked up a conversation with my wife. Right? I don't know. I've, I've had a couple hundred you know, maybe 100, maybe 200, maybe 300 comments on this post so far. It's been about a day. And oddly enough, 90 plus percent of the people that communicate with me or felt compelled to post their response, it was all basically an agreement. Now, I didn't get to dive into this on the order of man post. Right? This same topic came up in Game Changers, the Dave Asprey book. He's got a whole chapter dedicated to how often men should ejaculate versus women should climax. And for men to, according to his research and studies, and I don't remember the doctors that he cites, if you're interested, go ahead and look it up, right? Game Changers, Dave Asprey, just type in sex, he got, you know, column on it on his Bulletproof blog. If I recall, the stats are men should ejaculate somewhere between every 25 and 30 days. That's it, once. 
And by doing that, we start to regulate our hormones, right? increase our natural testosterone production, balance out the testosterone versus estrogen, and potentially live a longer life. And I shared that throughout this thread. People are like, God, I can never do that. And I write, I'm married. Well, why would I do that? Well, it becomes fascinating, right? We, we look at the act of sexual intimacy as requiring us men, us to ejaculate. That's not necessarily true. Right? You can certainly have sex with your wife, your partner, your girlfriend. I don't care. Maybe you're having sex with your boyfriend. doesn't bother me at all. Bring them to climax however many times you do that. And then stop. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But you can certainly do that. And to me, when you start to master the ability to remove pornography and the right, patterns that have existed in your life that require you to keep looking at it, or the same thing with a, a certain amount of masturbation, I think it's, I don't have to say I think, it's incredibly empowering. It's like, man, I don't, this shit doesn't have control over me. It's like not being a, I equate it literally to not being able to pass your favorite fast food restaurant without being able to pull in. That used to kind of be my life as it looked at porn. It was like, oh, no one's home. I know what I'll do. Let me see what's going on online. It's crazy. It makes no sense. I didn't, I didn't need it. But as we pivot and look at women, women should climax uh, as many times per day as possible. Which then created a whole other little sub-conversation inside this larger conversation, which was, right, how does all that work? I said, I mean, from my perspective, when you're emotionally and intellectually committed to and involved with a woman, you show her love, you protect her, you honor her, you show up as the best version of yourself that you're possible of in, in all the moments, it becomes easier and easier to unlock parts of a woman that she might not have previously been comfortable being vulnerable, vulnerable enough with to access i.e. a situation in which multiple orgasms are not a maybe, they become a normalcy. Right? For many, that's like, well, that can't be. Right? Maybe that's a story for you right now. I'm not judging. What I am saying is your perception of what is normal and real is forming your life right now. Just as mine is forming mine. And so if you begin to become open to the possibility that you don't have to look at porn, that it doesn't make you less of a man, that you could stop masturbating, that you could bring your partner to multiple orgasms before finishing the job yourself or not even finishing, if that's even remotely possible for you, if you consider it to be so, then it's worth exploring. Now, of course, there were some individuals on my feed that took a different stance. Right? It's crazy, right? People laughing and, no, 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 like, men should masturbate. That's the way it works. Like, well, you know, to each their own. Like, I'm not judging anybody. Someone could literally put the exact opposite conversation out. Like, men should look at porn at least an hour a day and masturbate twice. Prove to me I'm wrong. And I would have shared the same thing. I don't necessarily believe that's healthy long term. Because I know what it was doing to the quality of my life back then versus what I have now. 
But also what I begin to see fascinating is when we feel uncomfortable sharing our thoughts. Like I put some stuff out there maybe to be a little polarizing because I don't mind people. I actually want people not to like me in some capacities. Long term for the success of my business and the way I use social media and even this platform, if you don't like what I have to say, I love you for it. Maybe tune in for another handful of shows, and if you don't like what I have to say then, I'd encourage you to keep moving and find something that serves you. Same thing socially, except right, we can unfriend each other. And I do that literally daily. Anybody that's on the extreme spectrum of political views, both sides, Republican and Democrat, I happen to just unfriend. And it's not because I'm you know, right down the middle, but... I don't believe there is an absolute best. It's, it's very, right, it's in the perception of the person that's putting out that fact, and they're entitled to their, their fact. But every third post is, Donald Trump's the best president ever to grace the, the, the White House. And right, anybody that doesn't like Donald Trump, I don't really care if you say Donald Trump's the best president to ever grace the White House. I care when it's you become so bigoted in that statement that then you talk down to everything else. Like, to me, that's what's wrong with so much of society and vice versa. Right? When a, when a Democrat begins attacking Trump, like wishing ill upon him, I'm just, I, don't, I don't understand that. And so what happens is I just remove myself from that. It's not important. And so all these things go into how you are communicating on a consistent daily basis. It's very interesting, right, with seeing how the pieces, quote unquote, go together. Because the littlest things turn into big things. Like it makes people uncomfortable talking about masturbation and pornography. And I'm not judging anybody for that, but, right, I mean... I don't know too many men that have made it all the way through life and right in their 20s or 30s that have not had a sexual encounter with someone or haven't masturbated. It's, I, I think it's right, that self-exploration is certainly normal for guys. And right with the hyper-sexualization of society as, as it would continue forward, it's like, man, you can look on Instagram and see nipples all day. I remember that was a huge thing the first time I saw nipples in a playbook. I'm like, oh my God, what are those? And this isn't even a conversation about morality. It's, it's the fact that right, those levels of consistent extremes make it more and more difficult to rationalize reality. If you see completely, perfectly done up women with either photoshopped, airbrushed, or cosmetically enhanced bodies that are half naked or all the way naked, even on Instagram. Over a period of time, it is natural that you become numbed down to the beauty of the women that are in your life currently. Now, I'm not saying go unfriend every person on social media that takes half naked pictures. I mean, I still, I'm sure I'm still following more than I can count. 
was like, man, where does this all end up? Where does this go? And I'm by no means justifying any sort of extremism in in the sexual dimensions. But as human beings, we consistently seek stimuli. And if the stimulation that you have received consistently for 20 years is just that consistent and over time it keeps increasing, right? So the things that used to be shock and awe are no longer awe-inspiring. It's completely natural that you begin to look for something else to push the envelope. Which in my opinion, yes, it's disease. Yes, it's sickness. Yes, it's everything wrong with it in the world, but... It drives people into doing things that are truly atrocities. Sexual acts with minors, right? That's atrocious. It's not a justification, but look at it from an objective viewpoint if possible. And I know, again, this is polarizing. We're having this conversation, you and I, especially if you're overseas, you're like, yeah, but what about Amsterdam? There's there's no stuff going on over there, and it's hypersexualization. It's been there forever. Maybe that's true. Maybe this is just a made-up story that I'm saying could be, in fact, true. Again, no part of this is justification. It's, It's taking a step back from the fire, as I refer to it, and looking at what's really going on. We have part of society that feels very uncomfortable talking about porn, masturbation, and sexuality. But yet we all know it goes on all the time, right? It's, it's always there. Then we have another portion of, this, of society, typically in my opinion men, who have consistently looked at porn and masturbated that have completely changed their view of what quote-unquote women should do, should look like, how they should act, the way they should show up in bed. And even if you're not conscientious of it because it's been ingrained in you with all the crazy things we've all seen. Like, well... What do you mean that I can't, you know, do all this, insert whatever the crazy thing is that you've seen on some sort of video? And it's like, man, there's going to come a point where I think we have to begin to, to look at quote unquote paying the piper. This is not a religious talk. This is not, you're going to heaven or hell. Like I, I don't, I don't know that to be true. You take the Catholic side of things and right, you can look at porn, you do all the stuff you want. And as long as right before you die, you say you're sorry, you got a golden ticket. Maybe that's the truth. I have no idea. What I do know is being open-minded to other people and asking questions to expand your capacity is always going to be beneficial Versus planting your flag in the ground and saying, I have the only way. And that was a big lesson from the post. In which I commented, still don't believe that porn's ever going to save a marriage, nor do I think masturbation is. And his post eventually went on to say something along the lines of his wife might have a medical issue. I, I pray she doesn't. Right? Like, nobody wants that. But if that's the case, then go get some help and have the conversation. 
I think that's the other thing, right? Men, if you're in a committed relationship, specifically if you're married and you're not being sexually fulfilled, being able to sit down in a non-accusatory, non-attacking way and ask how you could become fulfilled, is there commonality? Is there common ground that can be stepped into together? And if not, can you communicate to your partner, to your wife? Look, I'm, I, I'm going to pleasure myself, not looking for approval, but stating it. And like, are you up for joining in with that? Because right? in my experience with women, and it's not very long, and I certainly have messed it up in every way possible. But every bad thing that's ever happened to me with a woman is because I didn't let her know all that was going on. And so there's always a thought in the background. Well, what if men, you just brought it up like, hey, I'd like to figure out how to get to the point of having sex three times a week, twice a day, whatever it is. Let's figure out how to make that happen. Or it's like, no, no way. Right? Okay, cool. Men, can you go 45, 60, 90 days of really showing up as the version of you that you're capable of? Right? Let's be real. As we age, specifically us men, we're very critical on how a woman ages, but are you still going to the gym? Are you still eating the right way? Does your body still look like it did when you were 25? Probably not. So maybe you should start getting your stuff right, right? Maybe you should spend some time watching what you put in your body. Maybe you should spend some time getting your life right. Then maybe you should spend some time pouring into her on a consistent basis looking for nothing in return. Don't do this because you're looking for sex. Do because the connection to her is what creates the environment that will facilitate that. But in the meantime, you're missing all the gifts and the value of connecting with your partner. Because that's what this, that's what this is. Connection in the tribe and the people you have closest to you are what really ends up mattering. And I could go on on all these, this topic and how this bounces back and forth for hours. So I'm fascinated by it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say to you, look, I appreciate you turning in, listening, and either laughing along, fighting against what I'm sharing, or agreeing with it. Either way, thank you so much. And if you have an opposing viewpoint, I'd love to have a conversation. Right? My email is open, ryan at ryanidel.com. Right? In the subject line, go ahead and type masturbation. See how strange it makes you feel to type in the word masturbation. That's like this taboo word. You shouldn't say it. If it makes you uncomfortable, type in the word sex. It's all good. I'm Ryan Idell, wishing you truly unlimited success. Mm-hmm.